0: Hello, my name is Donnie Smith, and I'm the pastor here at Ascension Christian Center in Apopka, Florida. I hope this message changes, impacts, and challenges you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you enjoy the message, you can connect with us on our website, Facebook, or Instagram at Ascension Christian Center. Thank you, and enjoy. Father God, we just love you. We thank you. We, we again lift you up this morning, and, and thank you for the opportunity to, to be in your presence, God to be in your presence, God, to, to receive from your word, God. And God, I pray that my, my opinions, uh, self, uh, anything of me would just fall to the floor, God, that this, this next few minutes would just be all about you, that your word would speak to us, God. Your word is life. Your word is life to us, God. It is the power of to transform us. Your gospel, we are unashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God to change, God, to change us, Lord, just like it did in in the the lives in Guatemala, God. This morning, right now, we get with you and we get with your word and we say, God, change us, speak to us, word of God, speak to us, Jesus, speak to us, Holy Spirit, God, as we open up to your scriptures, Lord, we love you, we thank you in your name, amen, amen. Amen. So as Pastor Donnie mentioned, we're, we are buddies. I didn't, meet him, I didn't meet him as Pastor Donnie. I met him as, as this big tattooed up guy in the gym. But then I heard him talk about tithing and I was like, only a pastor would be talking about tithing, him and Sean, at six o'clock in the morning while they're working out. Lord Jesus, holy men of God right there. Hallelujah. So that's how we met was and then we started you know sort of working out and mostly talking because we're preachers, and that's what preachers do um, and so uh and so we we worked out less and less and talked more and more, and then we just gave up on the gym and and uh and then we just started meeting for coffee and stuff instead uh, <laughs> he still goes, um, and I'm not doing as good <laughs> so. In fact, I've gained like 25 pounds since we first met. (laughs) So I got to get back on track. (laughs) Hallelujah. I told you a heart does good. Or laughter does the heart good like a medicine, amen. So we're gonna, I'm gonna just share my heart this morning. This is not a, um, a rehashed message, by the way. This is not something that, you know, I preached at my church, you know, well, it's used us, as far enough away, so, you know, I'll just repackage this for you guys. Um, you know, and that's okay, you know, evangelists do that. I'm, I'm not an evangelist, I'm a pastor. I love people, and, 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 and I, I really felt, God would, God, would you give me a word for ascension? And so, I, in fact, I told uh, Pastor Donnie there was a few other, I had a few other messages that I thought, oh, this is it. This is going to be the one. And no, nope, and the Holy Spirit said, led me a different way. So this morning, the message, this message for Ascension that I, I felt like God burned in my heart is that, is the light of the world. Is that Jesus came as the light of the world. But the revelation, the, the understanding that, that Christians today need to have because we understand that Jesus came, he's the, he was the light of the world, he was the light that came to the earth. But the other part of that is that we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. Not, and, and we're not even like some, like he's this bright, amazing, awesome light that came 2000 years ago, and we're like this little, you know, little like $1 flashlight from the dollar store, no. <laughs> The same light, the same light. He didn't say you're a little light. He said you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world and that's what we're talking about today. So what possibly is the brightest light that we could think of right now? Like maybe the sun. The sun is, is what, 93 million miles away and if it was in, any closer, we would be burned up in ash. If it, was, if it was further away, we'd be frozen, okay? And it's not even the brightest, hottest, you know, exploding gases and, and, and fury out there because the other stars that we see, they're just further away, but they're, they're even more ferocious than the sun, right? So if we think, well, that's probably the, you know, the biggest, brightest thing, we get, especially when you're in Florida, right, amen? When, when you're in Florida, you know how hot and furious the sun is, Hallelujah. Guatemala, I think they did too, right? <laughs> so, so, but do you realize that when we look at those, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little stars, that they're even more furious. They're even more amazing than the sun, and and but when you compare it to the Son of God, when you compare the the power and the energy and the strength and the might. Of, of that, of the sun, and you're feeling it in our summer heat, you realize that it, it is twinkle, twinkle little star compared to the majesty of Jesus, to the power of Jesus, to the light that came all those years ago. So we're gonna go to John chapter one. Um, I don't even know what versions you know you guys prefer. I'm gonna be in the NIV some, and I'm gonna be bouncing around with the, the Passion Translation and I have a King James version up here too, so I'm, I'm all over the place. But John chapter one, verse one, it says, "'In the beginning was the Word, "'and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. "'He was with God in the beginning. "'Through Him all things were made. "'Without Him nothing was made that has been made. "'In Him was life.'" Everybody say, life. And that life was the light, everybody say, light, of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. Listen to this. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Has not overcome it. That word overcome in the Greek is also translated to comprehend. So the darkness cannot comprehend nor can it overcome the light. Cannot. Has no ability to overcome the light. When Jesus came 2,000 years ago, all, all the 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 uh, kingdom of darkness was quaking in its boots, knowing the light had come, and it could not be overcome, and could not even be comprehended. But here is what I'm here to tell you today: that same light is in you, and cannot be overcome, cannot even be comprehended by the darkness. Cannot. See, this is a parallel of Gen- in Genesis in Genesis one one. God created the heavens and the earth. And in verse two, there was darkness, but in verse three, God said, let there be light. Boom, there was light. Light took over. Light took over. Darkness couldn't, it couldn't blend with the light. It was separated from the light. Light took over. Light was entered into the earth. In verse verse four, we see the life of Jesus was the light of all mankind. Today, the life of Jesus is the light bursting through the heart of every believer. In verse five, you see the light Jesus came into the world and the darkness of the world cannot overcome or even understand it, okay? So let's look in the Passion Translation real quick. I have like an hour and a half long sermon. I'm gonna preach it in 20 minutes, so just, just hang on tight. (laughs) <laughs> in the passion translation in the very beginning the the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God yet fully God. They were together face to face in the very beginning. And though his creative inspiration this living expression made all things for nothing has existence apart from him. Verse 4 listen to this. Life came into being because of him and his life his life is light for all humanity. And this living expression is the light that bursts through the gloom, the light that darkness could not diminish. The word life is zoe in the Greek. Zoe, which is the reason we named our daughter Zoe, Z-O-E, Zoe, it is life. It's life, and it's not just existing. It's not just getting by. Well, well I'm, you know, how you doing, brother? Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just hanging on until Jesus comes back. No, that's existing life, Zoe life, is, is abundant. Jesus said, I came to give abundant life. The, the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, not God. God came for abundance for you, for you to experience life that is an overcoming life. That's why the, the, the man in Guatemala that, that apparently has nothing has more joy than people that seem to have something. Because the, the things that we seem to have in America is actually nothing, and what he has is everything. The joy of the Lord is everything. The joy of the Lord is everything. Zoe, the life, this is what it means, of the absolute fullness of life, both essential and ethical, which belongs to God, and through him, both to the hypostatic logos and to Christ in whom the logos put on human nature. Life real and genuine, a life active and vigorous, devoted to God, blessed in the portion, even in the world of those who put their trust in Christ. What I didn't tell you about Zoe, our daughter Zoe, she's adopted. We adopted her. We were foster parents and when we fostered her, she was our first placement and we adopted her. We changed her name to Zoe. It wasn't Zoe before. We changed her name because because we wanted her to always know and be identified with this fact that God gave her a life that he intended for her. God gave her a life that this is what he intended for her to live. And that, and that same zoe is for all of you. And for everyone who would call upon the name of Jesus. In the Amplified classic version of verse 5, it says, And the light shines on in the darkness, for the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out, or absorbed it, or appropriated it, and is unreceptive to it. Guys, I'm here to tell you that the light of Jesus that lives inside of you cannot be touched. I love when the kids, I love hearing the kids. So I'm an old school children's, I was a children's pastor for 10 years, so it doesn't phase me at all. I love it, actually. We can bring them out here, you know. That's good. When the light of Jesus shined into the darkness of this world, the darkness was powerless and never could overpower the light of our Lord could never put out the light, even in death. Darkness could not even absorb the light or appropriate it and was unreceptive to it. In other words, the light of Jesus was so radiant and powerful that the evil and darkness of the world, Satan and every dark dominion and evil spirit were shaken in their boots when he came. And guess what? They still are. They are. We shouldn't be afraid of them. They're afraid of us. We just gotta know it. Gotta get a hold of it. The same light, the same light and all its radiance and power lives in you, and darkness still cannot overcome that light. Let me say that again. The same light and all its radiance and power lives in you, and darkness still cannot overcome that light. So darkness, evil, corruption, sin, The power of the enemy. It has no ability to overcome, diminish, or even comprehend the light of Jesus that's in you. John chapter 8, verse 12 in the Passion Translation. Well, first of all, let me just put up this first point. I'm going to have five things I want to say to you today. The first thing is this the light always presents a choice to make and a decision to be, be made. The light always presents a choice to make and a decision to be made. John eight, verse 12, in a Passion Translation, then Jesus said, I am light to the world, and those who embrace, everybody say embrace. Embrace. We need to embrace Jesus. I am the light to the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. They will never walk in darkness when they embrace Jesus, when they embrace the light. When a person has an encounter with a light, they have a choice to make. The darkness that they have been living in cannot comprehend the light. What happens to the darkness when you turn on the lights? It all goes into the shadows, right? When they turn the lights in here in Pastor Donnie's office over there, the lights aren't on, so the darkness went in there. Okay, that's not, I'm not saying anything about Pastor Donnie's office. Okay, <laughs> you can turn the lights on in there too. Okay, but the darkness, go into the, it goes into the shadow. It hides in the shadows. It's hiding from the light. It's separating itself from the light. It can't be there with the light. What happens to the darkness when you turn the lights on? The darkness, it hides. Jesus said, those who embrace me will experience the life-giving light. They will experience life-giving light. I wonder if you have embraced Jesus. I wonder if you've embraced Jesus. I wonder if you have had like that initial encounter and embraced Jesus. I wonder if you've continued to embrace Jesus. Jesus. Continue to have his light shine in those dark corners of your heart, in those dark places in life, in those, in those business deals, in those relationships, in the, in the, in the past uh, uh, stuff that you, you, you've, you've gone through, past hurt, past pain, things that other people have done to you. Have you let the light shine in that darkness and said, that will not overcome me. That will not overcome me. I am The light, because he's made me the light. I wonder if you've embraced the light. And I'm not talking about embrace. Notice I didn't say embrace religion. I didn't even say embrace Christianity. I didn't say embrace churchianity. I said, have you embraced the light of Jesus Christ in you? He is the light. Because this is the place where transformation begins. This is the place where transformation begins. I'm the, gra- I'm the grandson of two Methodist ministers. My mom, my mom, who's right here on the third row, my mom's dad, who, who's 89, about to be 90. Um, he's an awesome man of God and who I've grown up under for, for my, my life, uh, almost 42 years. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, my other grandfather, my dad's dad also were were pastors. So, so growing up, I've seen, I I know the church, you know, I know Christianity. I know what it looks like. You know, I can wear the t-shirt and I can speak the Christianese, but that's not it. That's not it. You, you have to have the light. You have to have the light, the life, the Zoe life that Jesus, Jesus lived Zoe Jesus came, and Jesus, uh, you know, unlike sometimes what, what preachers do, he, he lived a life and showed us what the life looks like. He didn't just tell us to live this way, right? <laughs> All right? That's religion. Religion tells you to live this way, but it's, it's not showing you something authentic. I don't want that. Pastor Donnie doesn't want that. That's not who, that's not the kind of, uh, of men of God that you have in this church or, 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 or women of God that you have in this church. This, this is a, an authentic place that loves Jesus and that says, come on, let's love Jesus. Let's go to Guatemala, let's love Jesus. Let's show them the love of God, the actual, authentic, real love of God. That's, the, that's sharing the light. So you experience the light first. You get a hold of this light in you. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus and he had an encounter with Jesus. He came to Jesus and he was saying, he was saying you, know, you know, Jesus, we, we, we see that you, you do miracles and you, you must be a prophet. And you're, a, you're a man of God. And, and, and Jesus cuts to chase and he says, Nicodemus, if you want to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. I don't have time for your flattery. I'm going to go right to the chase here. And so you read on down and you get to the most famous verse that we all know very well, John 3, 16, as Jesus has been explaining the kingdom of God to Nicodemus, and he says, "'For God so loved the world that he gave his one "'and only Son, that whoever believes in him "'shall not perish, but have eternal life.'" And usually we stop there. I'm not sure why, because the next scripture is so powerful and so needed today For God, verse 17, for God did not send his son, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. There is too much condemning in religion and not enough saving. There is too much condemning in religion and not enough saving. Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to seek and to save the lost, and to shine the light in those who would follow him, so that you would become radiant beams of light that would shine into every dark corner in your world around you. That, that's, that's what Jesus came for. I'm not sure what some folks are doing, but it ain't Jesus. Right. He did not come to condemn the world. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. The only thing... That's keeping anyone you know away from a relationship with God. There's only one sin. There's only one thing that can keep them. It's not believing. That's it. Not believe. That's where. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's where everything begins, and that's the only way it can begin. It's believing. Verse 19. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved the darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light. Comes into the light. So that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. So therefore, those people who, who are afraid to step into church, to step into a relationship with God... Most likely, based on what they've seen and what's been portrayed for them, they're afraid. They're living in fear because they're more comfortable with their own darkness. I don't need you to tell me, I don't need religion to tell me what, how to live my life because I see what's really going on. People are not stupid, they know what's going on, they, they can see the, the, the realness of, of, of the issues and the problems in the church and out of the church. They need Jesus. They need the light that will change them, that will set them free. So Nicodemus, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, and, and he said, Nicodemus, do you want something real? Then be born again. Then come into the light. Will you embrace me and experience the kingdom of God, or will you love the darkness more and reject the light? That's the only question to ask. And that's the question he asked them. The biggest problem, again, is most people are, are afraid, they live in fear, and, and they're more comfortable with the dark, their own darkness, their personal things that they say, you know I'm just gonna stay here because I don't need that. I don't need to be condemned and judged, I got enough of that. They need the love of God. <laughs> there are so many encounters just like this with Jesus. Think of Peter. Andrew, John, the rest of the disciples, Paul. Paul was blinded by the light, the the light of the world blinded Paul. And then he sends someone, then God sent someone to love him, to lay hands on him, to to bring his sight back. Lazarus, Mary, Martha, uh, blind Bartimaeus, the Roman centurion who had a, a, a servant who was sick. All these people had an encounter with the light. Even the Pharisees, the people who worshipped him on Palm Sunday and shouted "Crucify him," just days later, they had an encounter with the light. They made their decision. They were comfortable with their darkness and they stuck with it. But every single person had an encounter with the light and a choice whether to stay in their darkness or come into His light. Look at the same same scripture we read earlier, but in the NIV. John eight twelve. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never live in darkness, but will have the light of life." Following Jesus is not a one time experience, but a lifelong journey with the lover of your soul. Jesus said, reading further down in, in John eight thirty, uh, John uh, verse. Eight, or chapter eight, verse 31, Jesus said to those who believed. so people who had believed, people who had an encounter with him, but he took it a step further with them and said, now, if you hold to my teaching, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That this, this scripture, the very tail end of the scripture gets misquoted and taken out of context and said, well, the truth will set you free. No, it won't. It won't. If you don't know the truth, the truth will do nothing for you. The truth is just information until you get it into your heart and you know it. The word know is an intimate word. It's an intimate word of knowing Jesus, of having koinonia, there they are, having (laughs) koinonia with Jesus. Koinonia is the the Greek word for fellowship, and it's also the word for communion. So we have communion with God, we have communion with Jesus, and then we share that same koinonia, that same fellowship with each other. Jesus said, when you love each other, the world will know that you are my disciples. So he's not, even at that point, he's not even talking about loving other people yet. He's talking about when you love each other, when you have pure, authentic, the love of God running through your spiritual veins and it is overflowing to your brothers and sisters in Christ, then there is, there's no way people can't see it. But when they see, when they see religion, when they see things that are just fake, when they just see just this, uh, that that, that this turns them off from, from God, That's not, that's not it. They got to see what's real. And Jesus said, if you know, know, then you'll be set free. You got to know him. You know the truth. He said, I am the way, I am the truth. Knowing Jesus is knowing the truth. This word of God, this is not just a book. This is not just a book. This is the very Word of God. The same Word that God spoke in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and He said, let there be light. And there was light. That is the Word of God. Jesus came and He was the Word made flesh. He was the light of the world. The truth, again, isn't even truth to set you free unless you get it in your heart. You have to know the truth. Know Him, personally. It's an intimate relationship. So. We live in an information-crazed culture. There's, there's information everywhere. Pe- people Google everything. You don't even have to know anything anymore because you just Google it, right? You know? I, 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 invited, I invited these guys, and I'm so thankful they came to, to join us today, and they asked me for the address, but I could, you know, said, well, just Google it, you know? Um, you didn't even need to know. If, if you know the name, you know, Ascension Christian Center, that's it. That's all you need to know. So truth truth is what we got to know. We got to get a hold of truth. And that's personal responsibility. That's another thing that we don't like to hear about. Personal responsibility. The parable of the sower. If you ever heard the parable of the sower, go home and read that. It's all about personal responsibility. You have four types of ground. You have, you have a hardened ground, you have a, a ground that is shallow, you have a ground that is thorny, and then you have soft, fertile soil that is ready and it produces 30, 60, 90, 100 times as much as what's been sown. Those are four types of your heart, your heart. You, you decide if you're, if you're gonna open up your heart to truth and know the truth and then the truth will set you free. Hallelujah. So, light is the knowledge of Jesus, knowing him and having a revelation of who he is in you. And this is is what you gotta get a hold of, is that you are fully known and fully loved by the Father. You are fully known and fully loved by the Father. You get a hold of that truth, and that is a foundation that everything in life is built on. That's the foundation. For everything that your life is built on, it's built on knowing him in this way. So make no mistake. Un- understand this above all else. The father loves you. This is the foundation. Embrace truth, embrace the light, embrace the love of God for you. I may have skipped, a, I'm not even sure, but we're going, so the light, so number two, the light is truth. The light of Jesus is truth. Number three, the light of Jesus is Grace. John 1 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Grace is not mercy. We get those confused sometimes. Mercy is one thing. Grace is something else. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. We, we, God is merciful. Okay. I heard Todd White say this. He's, he's, he said, if you want to, if you want what you deserve, then go to hell. That's, that's what you deserve. Okay, so we don't get we don't get we don't get what we deserve as when we're, when, we're, when you're a believer, you have mercy. God forgives you, he sets you free. So grace is God's power, his ability inside of you to do the things that he's called you to do. And in uh, in Philippians. Uh, what verse is that? Where? 2.13. Philippians 2.13. uh, The the Bible says that, that God gives you both the desire and the ability to do the things that please him. That's grace. God gives you both the power and the ability, the desire and the ability to do the things that he's called you to do. The Passion Translation says that he gives you the passion to do those things. So grace has never ever been a license to sin. Grace is the power to overcome sin that he's put in you. That's grace. Number four, the light transforms the followers of Jesus. The light transforms the followers of Jesus. It says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, this is, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin that's koinonia that i mentioned before that's that's a good bible definition of what koinonia looks like koinonia fellowship we fellowship and we can, and have communion and it's an intimate thing with with jesus and and his blood cleanses us from sin so we authentically love each other and we are the light to the world around us amen good okay I'm, I'm at least a quarter of my way through i <laughs> little I'm further than that. I'm just kidding. Okay. So, so when we, we look at this scripture, uh, first John two, anyone who claims to be in the light, but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there's nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. See, again, that's, that's what I was mentioning earlier. That's the problem. That's what people see. When they see that, when they see darkness in the church, then why would they want any part of it? They need to see light. <laughs> they need to see the light of Jesus. And that is you and that is me. That is why they went to Guatemala and that's awesome, is to shine the light of Jesus. When we have an encounter with the light of Jesus, we embrace the life of a disciple and follow him in an authentic, spirit-led, word-led life. We are really and truly never the same. We're really and truly never the same. So this is how we love our enemies. We, we forgive the unforgivable. How is that possible? Because of this koinonia, because of experiencing this, com- this communion with him. And His blood washes all of our sin away, right? So when we are in the light, we learn to even love the bugs, right? What is what is light like when you turn, especially in Florida, when you turn the light on, the porch light on at night? What happens? The bugs come out from everywhere. Bugs, big old bugs. You never even like what is that? I don't even know what that is. Just close the door. So, but when you shine your light in a dark place, guess what comes? The bugs. There will be bugs and bugs are annoying they're life suckers (laughs) right they literally suck your blood right okay little vampires okay they come out from everywhere but when you are walking in, in the light as he is in the light you can deal with the bugs you can even love the bugs and point them point them to the light they're drawn to it already they know they're in darkness. They know there's something over there that's different and I need that. I don't know what's there, but I, I'm going towards it. I'm going at it. they run into it. Right? And then that's when we come in. That's when the body of Christ comes in to love those people. Number five, last point. You are the light of the world. Matthew five fourteen: You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. That is what we're called to do. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You are called to be a a radiation community of God's light you are called to radiate. The word radiate, me and, me and my wife Beth were looking up this word radiate, it's a very cool word. And, and it talks about light and energy emitting from a central point and going out. And so, and so if you look, if you look in, into it, you can see that the sun radiates heat and energy to the earth and the earth absorbs it and then radiates it back out in all, all of space. You are called to radiate the very light of Jesus, the very power of Jesus, the, very, the love of God. You are a radiation center for the love of God to go out and to shine into all the dark corners of the earth, everywhere all around you, in your family, in your workplace, with your friends, at the gym, wherever, you're, wherever you are, you are called. In Guatemala, in A Papka needs Jesus just as badly as Guatemala does, I promise you. I lived here my whole life, I'm telling you, woo. But, but every area, the whole earth, we are filled with the very spirit of God to radiate his incredible light to the dark, our dark world. What has he given us? Love, peace, healing, truth, blessing, hope, righteousness, joy, strength, wisdom. Then we radiate all that he is in us and it flows through us effortlessly. It's not a work. It's not something that we conjure up on our own. It's his light in us. And and we just become prisms of his light. You see a prism, there's one light shines on that prism and then the prism shines out in all different directions. That's what happens. It's effortless. We are like prisms that radiate his light to the darkness around us. And we all together shine brighter and brighter and the shadows become smaller and the darkness has nowhere to go anymore. So, where do you find yourself in today's message? Where do you find? There's a, there's something to respond to in today's message. There's kind of three areas here. So have you still been in darkness and not received the light for fear of being exposed? That's the first one. If you would say, you know, Dave, I'm still kind of, I'm still afraid because I, I, I know what you're talking about. I see the I see this stuff that goes on in the religion and the, and the and the bigotry and the hypocrisy and the gossip and all that stuff, and I, you know, I'm afraid. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus loves you, and He has nothing but love for you, and it's genuine and it's real, and you can find it right here in this place with these people. You don't need to reject the light any longer. Embrace the light, the life, and the light of Jesus. Well, the second thing you could respond to is you may find yourself somewhere between that initial encounter with Jesus, that, that salvation experience, and the next, and kind of moving into embracing and following him, really knowing him and knowing the light of truth and being set free. Is that you today? So, you know, I, I'm saved, I know Jesus, but I haven't continued to embrace his life and his light for me. And, and, and I'm stuck in some areas of my life and I need freedom. You do need freedom, and he has freedom for you. And if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So continue on that journey. I challenge you today, continue on that journey and experience the light. Or finally, you may find yourself with this burning desire emanating inside of you for more. You heard the stories of Guatemala, and you're like, I need to go to Guatemala. There's something in me and you feel totally unqualified, you don't feel ready for it, you don't feel but you know there's something in me and I'm and I need to go. Some of you that went probably feel that felt that way. And you went and now you know, you've experienced it now, right? I'm here to tell you the fire of God is about to erupt in you. You know you are a prism. You're called to radiate the light. You just haven't been walking in that gift or that calling yet let me tell you if you feel called if you feel gifted there is a promise in Romans 11:29 that says that the gift and the calling is without repentance in other words, God does not change his mind about you he does not change his mind those giftings and those callings are still there and he's waiting and he's saying, come on daughter come on son it doesn't matter the past you ask him about the past. He says, I don't know what you're talking about because he, he casts our sins as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. That's what the Bible says. I have a future. I have a, a purpose for you. I have those dreams and those visions in Psalms where it, it says that he gives us the, the dreams of our heart, the desires of our heart. He gives them to us. Those are his purposes. Those are his plans for you. God, we just love you this morning. We thank you, we praise you. God, I thank you for the opportunity to to minister in this place. God, I just pray that we could just zone in on you right now, zone in on your light, embrace your light, maybe in a way that we haven't been embracing it or haven't embraced it at all. Even for myself, God, I wanna embrace your light at a greater level. I wanna embrace you more I want to know your truth even more than I know it. I want to walk in even more freedom. And I want to radiate your light with all that I am. Lord, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope this message impacted you today. If you'd like to support Ascension Christian Center, simply go to ascensionchristiancenter.com. Click the gift tab or text ACCFL to 77977. Interested in hearing more? Check back weekly for new messages. Have a great day.